let me identify everything that this person did that hurt and put it on this list. And this is what I'm not looking. This is what I'm looking for to avoid. Mm. Understand? Listen to what you're saying. This is what I'm looking for in order to avoid. If yeah. it's on your search criteria, it's what you're looking for. In other words, what you're going to go and find. Yeah. Instead, even the people that treated you the worst, in order for them to have been your significant to you before they became the worst, they did something right. Maybe one thing, two things, three things. I don't yeah. know how many. Whatever it is, identify what they did right. Not like not ignore the bad, but put that where it needs to be appropriate. But don't lead your life. Don't lead the rest of your life by the worst of your past. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever it is, wherever you are. Welcome back to another episode of the Couple School Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by the lady of self-love herself, Shami Lawrence. Hey, guys. She loves that intro. Really. <laughs> um, what are we on today? I have Tell a question. Me. What's the question? I have a question. I'm hoping it's a triggering question. Uh-oh. <laughs> loves a bit of controversy. I do. I love, I love to stir the pot. What can I say? Love a controversy. Go on. So, my question here is, should you compare your present partners with your best ex? In what sense? Like, in, in like... What's like your how? immediate gut reaction when I say that? My immediate gut reaction is zero no. However, I do know that as human beings, we do do that. Like, it's just a natural thing. And it just depends. I think I have done it. I, I think everyone's done it. Like, I've done it in the sense of like, how this person treats me, how this person treats me, what I liked about this relationship and I want to bring that to this relationship and what I didn't like about this one and this one might be doing what I didn't like. And, do you get what I mean? Like I compare in that sense. Um, but I think that's, a, I don't know, I think that's a natural thing to do. I mean, it's not something you discuss. You don't discuss that with your partner, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, don't compare me publicly. <laughs> but um, it's definitely something that you, I definitely think it's something you do. Are you talking about comparing and discussing it with your partner? I'll tell you where the question came from because I was watching an episode of Friends. Yeah. And it's the episode of Friends where Ross is deliberating between Rachel and the girl Julie. Mm-hmm. And Chandler has the bright idea, stupid idea, <laughs> to use his new computer because that's really what he wanted to do. To create a pro and a cons list. Okay. And she, and, and, <laughs> as the story goes on, like, those are I'm obsessed with friends, but anyway, that the, Rachel finds her list and she gets all upset because he's writing a pros and cons list and this and the other. And I actually looked at it and I thought, <laughs> I don't think she actually had any right to be upset with the fact that he was writing a pros and cons list. Mm-hmm. The bit that she got, the bit that, she got upset about was the fact that the items that he highlighted on his on his list were her the bits that she thought was the worst about herself. Mm-hmm. And I get that, but again, adding perspective to it, that I still don't believe that she had right to get upset about it because that was his list. And that was his way of deliberating or working himself out to actually a conclusion 
that was in her favour in the sense of he chose her. Yeah, but it might not have been in her favour. Had he? It might not have been, but to my point is she had no... Her point of responsibility was not within that deliberation process. Mm. How someone chooses to deliberate or decide on something is down to them. Was Julie an ex? No, she was a person that he met. Right, so he's a met. person of interest. Yeah. Okay. So... so what sorry? What it led what it led to me, to, and that situation is a bit of an anomaly yeah. because he was choosing between two people. But the, what if I think, put my head in a very male, logical, natural kind of mm-hmm. thinking kind of thing? Looking at someone that's a present option, yeah, and comparing someone to a person that I consider to be on my lost list or someone that I missed out on. Mm-hmm. Or that I mistreated and basically someone I didn't want or mean to exit my life. Yeah. In other words, someone of significance. Yeah. Comparing someone that I think also might be of similar significance and working out what that all means. Mm. How I choose to do that surely is down to me. It is down to you. I find it difficult to personalize it because I don't want none of y'all. <laughs> I left you for a reason. You're an ex for yeah. a reason. Yeah. So it's difficult to compare. But I think what I what I have compared is what I have not liked um, and what I have liked and how I want that for my next relationship. But that is what so I'm So I have done that, yeah. But that is what we talk about in terms of pros and cons. So in terms of that whole list-making activity, yeah. Rachel got upset because she attached herself to the items that were in there. And I understand that because ultimately <coughs> it was her and the other person. Yeah. But for the person that's making that kind of deliberation, yeah. what we're looking at here is qualities. Yeah, I don't think there's anything are, wrong with that. That are, in a way, to me, abstract to the actual person. When you're looking at and doing that kind of activity, I'm not. the name is irrelevant, really. Well, this is the thing about language, isn't it? So, and how we interpret things. So for a man, that's logical. Yeah. That is just abstract. But for a female, it's not abstract. We're interpreting every logical decision. 100%. So that's just what we do. That's just you should who never we are. have let her find the list. That's the truth. Right, listen, I would have eaten it. Like, yeah, that's, the truth. You know? that, that's the truth. I think, I think there's nothing wrong. I think we all look at pros and cons of being with somebody and how that compares to our previous situations. Because sometimes I think you, you're like, okay, so this situation is better for me because of these reasons. Um, I don't like these things, but it was better than my ex because my ex did these things that I didn't So we all do it necessarily. I mean, I don't think we all write it out, but we all do it. We all do the comparison. And I don't necessarily feel like it's a terrible thing to do. And I think it's me as someone who loves to write. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that. I think it's perfectly fine. But I do know that as a woman, I would feel... I would interpret it as you're picking out my flaws. I would as a woman. And I think I think a man would see that as well. If you saw me write a list of between my man and my ex, you and my ex, you would basically be like, wow, so... <laughs> <laughs> so she don't like that I don't make as much money as him or she don't like yeah. the fact that my car is not as nice or she doesn't like the fact Again. that he hugged her more. Right, so so anyone would feel some type of way. One hundred percent, and 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 it boils back to my my thing of 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 not looking at things through.
through your fears. Mm. But understanding that people do. So when you're, I've got no problem with, 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 with doing a comparison. And actually, I think a comparison is healthy because as I said to people in the past, I think the key to your future person exists in all the things that your previous people did right not the bits that they did wrong mm-hmm. you know we, we like to look at the things that your ex did that hurt us the bits that destroyed us the bit that, that and because our self-defense mechanism kicks in and goes okay right well i don't want that to happen again so i'm going to focus on that hard but where your focus goes your energy flows so if you're focusing on a negative then you're actually putting out a signal attracting the same stuff so my theory and my thought process on it is right well Every significant ex that you have became a significant ex for a reason. Mm-hmm. They became significant before they became an ex. Mm-hmm. So let's focus on the bit that made them significant. Remove the name and identify the quality. Mm-hmm. Then take that quality and put it in your search criteria for mm-hmm. the next person that comes along. And make it, if it's that significant, a non-negotiable. Yeah. Don't focus on the fact that they're your ex. Focus on the significance that that person had played in your life or that attracted you to them or that made you like them, that made you love them, that mm. made you connect with them, that made you see them as someone safe, someone that you could rely on, dependable. All these qualities that you, you, you look for, in a, these people gave you active signs or attachment bits. Yes, they might have messed up completely after, afterwards. Mm. Yeah. But before they became an ex, they were significant, which means that they did something right. Now, within that network of people that left you or you left them for a reason is a playbook of what is right for you. Take all of those bits up in pieces and put them into your search criteria for you moving forward. I don't think that comparison is the root of all evil. I think your perspective on the comparison is the bit that adds the significance to it. And then also, don't let them see the list. because. That was just mad. But, like, you have to bear in mind that as you're doing that, you are playing about with other people's fears. Yeah. You are playing about other people's fears. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I don't think comparison is bad. I think when you're working it out for yourself on an individual basis, I think Mm -hmm. it's fine to do that. I think it becomes a problem when you're openly comparing to the person that you didn't do this like such and such did this. But that's that's that, different. I yeah, don't class so that, that as a comparison. What is I that? I class that as I class that as what I would consider as a conversation below the belt. Mm. Because what I'm doing is I'm now nitpicking it. People not, would argue that that is nitpicking, but it's through cam- through comparison. Yeah, but it's not. It's you, you. Well, to me, it's. Yeah. I rephrase it. To me, that's not. That's you nitpicking at someone. And undermining them or, or making them feel negative about themselves. Yeah. What I'm talking about here is a healthy comparison. It's you between yourself looking at it and going, okay, how can I make the best decision possible for me? And that means I need to look at all of the possible possible yeah. possibles and then work out what's a bit what what I'm gonna do. If you're sitting there with the person mm. and you're going, okay, right, cool. Delroy didn't do blah blah blah, and Tyrone didn't do rah rah rah, and da da da. And you know what? By the way, Billy, the love of my life, he certainly didn't behave like that. So what the heck? That's that's not that's not a healthy, comparable situation. And if you are going to have a situation, a conversation with said person, where you're going to bring those sorts of things things to light, 
remember that the art of communication here is to to start with what your actual goal is. Mm. If your goal is for this person to understand what you're trying to bring to the table, transmit that in a way that they understand it. Set it in a format that they can understand it. Yeah. And it's not certainly not going, you know, what Tyreek used to do, blah, 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 and you don't. Maybe it's a thing of, well, I kind, I really, I know I really like blah, blah, blah. So can yeah. we possibly infuse that into what we do so that, you know, I get more out of it? Yeah. Someone hearing that, even if you hear that, it's, it's the same thing, really, because if, you know, Tyreek used to do X, Y, and Z and swing in front of chandeliers and blah, 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 and do X, Y, and Z and, and last it for an hour and a half, you know, if you're then bringing it to the person going, well, actually, I, 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 I kind of like it when it lasts a bit longer, so maybe we could do X, Y, and Z, and, you know, I kind of like a little bit, bit more kink, so could you do, you know, mm. it's, that's a very different conversation because it's not allowing, it's not making them feel bad. Yeah. It's giving them information on how to be better. Yeah. I mean, thinking as you're talking, every, me and my friends all, yeah, I'm putting you all out there, we all had a list when we were single of the things that we had learned from our previous situations that we wanted to bring to our future just, partner. Just pause that, because this is a word... From a friend of mine, and you know which one I'm talking about, would really love to be part of your group and <laughs> <laughs> the conversation. So, just like I said, as a friend, I put it out there, and I've said it, and I've done it publicly. Anyway, go. Yes, we have we have a list that was created of the things that we liked in previous situations that we would want and look for in the future situation. Perfect. So that's a form of comparison. But that's a healthy it's a, comparison. It's a list, right? Because it's, a list it's based on the things that we like. Right. It's not a comparison that's based on the things that you hate. Yeah. And I think when, when I speak to, and, it's, and this is it's non-gender specific, so it's not even like, I think everyone's guilty of it. Everyone I've, I've spoken to certainly is. is we lead with our fears. Mm. We lead with the things that broke us. We lead with the things that hurt And I understand the temptation for doing that because, you know, you don't want that history to repeat itself. Yeah. I made it through this situation when this person almost broke me. I don't want it to happen again. Mm. So let me identify everything that this person did that hurt and put it on this list. And this is what I'm not looking this is what I'm looking for to avoid. Mm. Understand, listen to what you said. This is what I'm looking for in order to avoid. If yeah. it's on your search criteria, it's what you're looking for. In other words, what you're going to go and find. Yeah. Instead, even the people that treated you the worst, in order for them to have been your, significant to you before they became the worst, they did something right. Maybe one thing, two things, three things. I don't yeah. know how many. Whatever it is. Identify what they did right. Not like, not ignore the bad, but put that where it needs to be appropriate. But don't lead your life. Don't lead the rest of your life by the worst of your past. Like, like, look at it and go, okay, cool. What did these people do right? Even though they did me wrong, but what did they do right? Yeah. I like this, I like that. And what you start to discover is stuff that makes you smile. Yeah. That takes, that takes some hella practice, though. Absolutely. So it does, it does take hella practice because, and, and also you can fall into, when you're triggered, you can fall into, oh, that person's doing something that I don't like because this happened last time in my last relationship. 
so you can be triggered into those situations so you have to be really like open to reminding yourself like it's a it's a constant self-talk about what it is you're looking for like not focusing on the negatives focusing on the positives um it, it takes time it takes time to learn that it took me a long time to not hold my partner responsible for the things that my ex had done that's powerful say that again say it again go say it again <laughs> it that took is a powerful. long time for me not to allow, not to hold my partner accountable for the things that my ex had done. I think that's what I said. Um, yeah. Because anything that he did that made me feel like it was going to, oh, it was, it was, it had a, a feeling of that is what started, that's how it started. I would go into, oh my gosh, da, 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 blah, blah, blah. And I then would make it worse anyway. And, and if I hadn't behaved that way, it wouldn't have escalated to the place that it needs to escalate to. So it's kind of really basically reminding myself that just because something feels familiar doesn't necessarily mean it is familiar. And I think that it takes it takes real self-talk. Like I'm talking real self-talk to really remind yourself that just because it feels familiar doesn't mean it is familiar. It, like, do you know what I mean? Like the beginning yeah. of a situation just triggers you because you think it's going to be this. And if you actually just calm your trigger down, shut it up, you realise actually it's not that at all. It just felt like that in that moment, but actually if you just let it run, it's not that. And I think sometimes we we create situations, we create the negative situations, and we don't we don't take accountability for that as well, but we do create situations just based on our negative thoughts and our negative history. Um, so yes, yeah, like yeah, just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, don't take my silence as anything other than acknowledging no, no. what you're saying and just leaving space to do it. Because yeah. I, I, I think that it's so easy to do. It's so easy to do. And all of our natural mechanisms tell us that. Because, you know, we don't want to get burned again. We don't want to get hurt again. You don't want to get cheated on again. Mm. You don't want to get disrupted again. You don't want to get burned again. You don't want to get messed up again the way you yeah. did before. So, it makes sense when you think about it on a surface level to really understand all of that hurt. Like let's let's get into it, let's delve into it, let's break it apart and pull it apart and so I understand all the nick nip nooks, crannies, bits and dark spaces mm. of it. So I don't so it can't happen to me again. And we become so hyper responsive to it. That when something even slightly resembles, no, that's how it started. No, I'm not, no, 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 no. You are not. Tyreek is not happening again. Delroy, insert appropriate name. I'm sorry if anyone's called Tyreek or Delroy. It's on top of my head. Delroy like, and Tyrone get a hard time on this podcast, boy. Listen, listen, too much Love Island. But like, whoever, whoever it is that's done whatever it is back in the day, even the slight, it's not it. It's the remnants of it, like the feeling of starts us, and it triggers you to launch into this thing. And yeah. and and, and I'll, I'll I'll take the gender away from it because guys do exactly the same thing. Yeah, you know, you've been hurt by if you've been hurt by a woman in the past, like it's a it's it's red flag, red flag in the back of your head. So when any kind of action, reaction, any kind of thought process words that they've used even start to sound like that person 
the hair, the spiny sense has already kicked off and you've now gone, okay, right, well, cool. It happened to me once. Then it happened yeah. to me again. So you roll up and say, so I'm ready. I'm ready for <laughs> yeah. what? And you come at them with all of the guns that you wished you had back then. Yeah. But it was never going to be that. And sometimes what we end up doing by reacting in that way is we cancel out what could have been. This could have been something great. Yeah. It could have been a, like, that, like no relationship that's ever stood the test of time didn't have a test mm. or few or two or more. You know, like this could have been just a test of compatibility to go, okay, right, well, cool, right. We get past this and we've gone to great things. But because you were so, so hung on the negative aspects of your past, you didn't do, you weren't accountable to all of the good things. Mm. And also using that word accountable. If you're going to hold someone to account for the actions that they have done, make sure it's them that's done it. Mm. It's not you holding your present partner accountable for the actions of three, four, five, six exes mm. that are just no longer in your life anymore. Yeah. I like that one. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, 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 I don't know, comparison. I just think it's natural. I think it's a natural thing that people do. I think people just need to do it privately. It's not. It's just. An, it's an independent piece of work. Or um, yeah, it is an independent, independent piece of work. Piece of but work. or or do it in a way with your girl or your guy friends, whatever it is. That's away from the person that's being compared. Yeah. In a way that they can never find out, and. And it's not in the sense of you keeping secrets from them because it might be something you bring up to them later on and say, oh, you know what, I did X, Y, and Z. And then it's a funny story because it's in the past. Yeah. You know, but I don't think comparing someone, as long as it's in a positive way. Yeah. And I mean, positive in the sense of going, well, not, is this, a per is, not, is this the next person to hurt me, but more along the lines of, is this the right person for me? I don't think there's anything wrong with it at all. At all. That's an interesting question. So should your ex partners be <laughs> should your ex partners be part of the selection criteria for your future partners if you're dating? <laughs> when you say that, explain Woo! please, I beg I beg, please explain. Should your ex partners yeah. be part of the selection criteria? In what sense? For your future partners if you're dating. Give me your Knee-jerk reaction to the question. So when you're saying, I'll they, elaborate afterwards. Should they? Yeah. Like as in them telling me, or as in me should, looking at them. Should your ex-partners be part of the selection criteria for your future partners if you're dating? This is not, not a discussion okay, between right. you and your ex-partner. Right. Good. I just I don't want to clear that. No. Up, right? I'm, I'm, okay, now you've mentioned. I'm gonna get to, to that in a second. Fired. I'm gonna get to that in a second. I was about to get fired up. Um. Yes, they should be. I think it's important to look at, like we were saying just a few minutes, I think it's important to look at what things worked, what things didn't work, and whether or not this other person is meeting those, the criteria. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to look at the qualities that you, um, that you love and look at the qualities that you don't love and look at what things that you could compromise on and what things you couldn't compromise on. We talked about this in other mm -hmm. seasons. Yeah. And I was dating someone that I thought had all these things on the list. And I was like, okay, cool. 
when it comes down to it, I was like, this is just not really on paper. It looks great, but actually scratch that. That's rubbish. That's rubbish. That's rubbish. So in my next relationship, I was like very well more aware of the fact that sometimes things on paper is not really what it is in real life. So I used those things to really kind of like look at my new partner as into what, what things think. But there's a lot of things that he didn't actually meet that I thought was really important. I'm not going to say what they are, babe. But, <laughs> um, but I thought it was really, really important, but it actually really wasn't. Like, it just wasn't. So let me twist it because you said it earlier on. So let's say, Frank, let's say having a conversation with your ex, about your present, your potential new partner, involving them in that conversation and, and decision making process as to whether or not new person is the right person. Okay, so I have not had a conversation with an ex to help me decide, but I've had a conversation with an ex who's tried to convince me that I'm making the wrong decision. That yeah, he, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <I've been> <laughs> I've had a conversation where that person like felt that basically I wasn't making the right decision in terms of because I was like okay so I'm squashing the situation with you because I've decided that I want to date somebody else and they weren't happy about that I was very clear as to reasons why I'm squashing the situation um and they convinced tried to convince me that I'm making the wrong decision. And they should carry on the situation shit with you. And I was like, hell to the no, no, no. So sorry, you didn't make the cut. Access denied. <laughs> <laughs> you are no longer required. You Surface no longer requirements. Required. So sorry. Had your, had your like, you know, so, your trial period. Didn't work out for you. So sorry. But no, like, I, I would never have, like, a conversation where it's like, oh, what do you think? Do you think I should do Nah. I don't really rate my exes like that, to be fair. I don't... I'm, I'm going to say a blanket statement. I very rarely do that, but I will, I will say this in this respect. I don't think your exes have a say in your future. I don't. I don't mm. care how cool you are with them. I don't care how <coughs> well you co-parent. I don't care how tight you are with them. Mm. None of it. This is, this is someone that... If this is someone that you're considering as a future like this is someone that you consider might be the person for you like we're going to do life together i don't think that your your ex-partners are qualified to be at that table to make that decision and i will extend that to when we talk about people co-parenting parenting and kids involved yes as a parent i think you have a say in who's around your children and how that happens i do but I don't think you have a say in whether or not that relationship happens. I don't know. All. I think this is the this is, I think this is the first time this season we disagree. I don't think they have any say. I don't think they have any say about who is around your children. No, I mean I, I'm, I'm not in the sense. What I'm saying is, don't get me wrong. Not in the sense of saying right. Well, they have jurisdiction to say that this person doesn't see your children. Mm-hmm. If somebody like you, if if. I think about it like this: when, when, when my ex-wife was talking about some other this, this, a guy that she was she was seeing, mm-hmm. what have you, I said, and she was she tried she had she initiated the conversation with me along the lines of you know letting me know that you know my kids are going to be around 
said yeah. guy, blah, blah, blah. And I had to stop her. I was like, that's none of my business. Mm. She said, what do you mean? It's none of my business. I don't have to trust him. Mm. I have to trust you. Yeah. So I trust you to know that you, that the type of person that I would want to have around my kids. Mm-hmm. Right? That's for you to make that decision to make sure that that person fits that criteria. Yeah. And then for okay. us to have ongoing conversations about how that person is around those, my kids. Mm-hmm. But I don't, it's not for me to say whether or not they're there, whether or not he's around them or not, because yeah. if you're choosing for him to be part of your world. I've already chosen not to be mm-hmm. in that respect. Yeah. So therefore, you're going to do you. Mm. And I don't mean it in a negative sense. Mm. It's just the first context that comes to me. So I don't believe that ex-partners have a say in in whether or not that your ex-partner's present partner is part of your children's life. Mm-hmm. I do think they have a, an opinion on the how, not the if. An opinion? How. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not a verdict or a thing. Yeah. An opinion. Yeah, but I definitely I as, agree. But as I said, it's a blanket statement for me. For your ex partners have no say to me in your present partners or anyone that you're due to lie with, sleep with, get married to, yeah, whatever as it may be. They have no say in that. You know, because as you've just eloquently said in your situation there, like it's loaded with whatever they had thought, might have, want to have, yeah, might want exactly. to have. all of that nonsense. All just, of that. All of that gets tied up in a bag, put a knot in it and throw it outside. Exactly. Right? It's, it's, it's not. This is about your life. And also, I think also, leading on from that, as a lesson for, you, for anyone that's stepped out of a relationship and now looking to move on to a new relationship, I think you, the only way you can successfully do that is if the lines aren't blurred and they're absolutely clear. So mm-hmm. some, your ex-partner, no matter who they are or what, ongoing connections they have with you, and I say that in terms of children, they have to understand there has to be a new set of boundaries established for what they do, what they can talk to you about, what they can't talk about. We've got to learn how to behave with each other. And if you don't have clear cut lines, then they're going to feel that they can have conversations with you about things that, you know, they have no say. So for me, blanket statement, no. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I definitely agree. Um, <laughs> before I met my current partner, me, me and my ex-husband, we used to have, he used to tell me the wildest stories, yeah? And I would engage in these wild stories and I would tell the girls. I would tell my girlfriends, right? <laughs> but he, we would engage in these stories. Like he would tell me, oh, I went out, I did this, blah, 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 da, 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 da. And I maintained the friendship, I had my motives for maintaining the friendship, right? It was because I needed him to do the things I wanted him to do. And so if I maintained the friendship in the way that he was comfortable with, it meant that I could do that. But then starting dating, I realized that, that this was going to become a little bit more trickier than necessary. So I had to then put the boundaries in place, which was then even more difficult. Yeah. So it was difficult to put the boundaries in place at that point. So I feel like my advice would be to put those boundaries in place straight away. When you start. Like, at the, like, you know, like sometimes I was thinking in my head at the time that if I'm just nice and I'm there for him, then if I say, can you babysit, he would babysit. If I ask for extra money, he would give me extra money. If I said, could you get your mum to do this? Like, do you get what I mean? I was like, 
but then I then I learned that actually you're gonna do those things anyway because you're their dad. So the bound, I don't want to hear about what you did in Ibiza. Well, have your fun privately, and still have the boundaries of what you do as a co-parent. I think I think the caveat to that is like you've got to read each situation individually. Like say for argument's sake with with your ex partner. Mm. As you've described, he was gonna do there anyway. Yeah. It's not the same situation for everybody. Yeah, I didn't know, you know? that at the time. Do you get what I mean at the time? But my, and that's that's I was why assessing. but that's why I'm highlighting it. Yeah. You're only gonna be you're only gonna know what you know. You know? And sometimes so you make decisions based on what you know. Mm. And so you might make a decision and go, right, well, I need to play nice because of blah, 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 and, and because I want to get X, Y, and Z, or whatever it may be. And that's your decision at the time, and that decision is fine. As long as you amend it at the point of when you become clear. Mm. You know, like, after after a while, you became clear. And you know what? This guy was in anyway Yeah. for his kids. Now, like, you take a look at there are some people that aren't in that situation where the guys aren't as supportive or the women aren't as supportive and people aren't as involved or in there as they should be and I use that quote unquote quite yeah. deliberately because should I think is a, 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 a matter of perspective and circumstance right? but aren't in it in the way that necessarily you may think is positive or as it should be Yeah, you can only make a decision based on what you know so don't be afraid of making that decision, mm. irrespective of what that decision is. But be open to adjusting it as as time yeah. lets on. Yeah, you have to know and be comfortable to adjust it at the time. Like when it was time to adjust it, I just adjusted it. It was fine. Yeah, and I was prepared to deal with the the fact that maybe he wouldn't do his role as a dad. But when I put the boundaries in place, it was like okay. There was a little bit of a, you know, pushback, but really it was back on doing what he needed to do. So I didn't even need to do all of that. It was like, I didn't need to, but I wouldn't have known otherwise. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to do, like Andrew said, do what feels right at the time and figure it out along the way. And the other thing as well, the caveat to that as well, it's a, like sometimes you fear something to be away mm. and your fears will make you believe that, oh, it's going to definitely be this way. And then when you actually do put a boundary in place or you do, change your behavior, model your behavior in a different way, you realize that actually what you were fearful of was never really a thing. It was never going to happen. And actually now, like, you've now moved on and you've got to a stage in life or a place in life where actually it's how I want it to be. Yeah. You know? If you don't ask, you don't get. Sometimes you've really got to be brave and stick to your guns. You never know the change in behavior that you, you have could instigate the change that you want to have in the person you're talking about. So you never know. Yeah. You never know. Right, on that note, I'll see you in another episode. <laughs> like, before you leave, don't please don't forget to hit the subscribe button. It's down here somewhere. <laughs> I'm hitting it with my finger at some point. That's it all the time. Yeah. It's down here. And don't forget to ring the bit infamous bell over there because it lets you know when we're on when we're on and the next the next podcast is available. We'll be live on Instagram on Tuesday at half past eight, couple squad sport discussing all of this bits and anything else you want to disagree with Charmaine with on, on there. I, we should change it to the couple squad school disagree with Charmaine <laughs> as a caveat. We'll be back next week Sunday yep. at twelve PM with the next episode. 
Before that, you guys stay strong, you stay focused. Peace, guys. Uh...